Hey guys, welcome to the Train of Thought podcast, where we cover right now all things Survivor and more things to come in the future. Um, Today we're going to be going over technically episode number one of Survivor Winners at War. Yeah, it's uh, it's technically a double episode. It's counted only as season one, but it was two hours long, which is part of the reason why it's a little bit later than maybe we thought it was going to be. I said season one. Yeah, you I said, said episode one. No, you said season one. Okay, well, we're going to leave it in. It's fine. Okay. It's part of the reason why it, it's a little bit later. We said it was going to be out like midday on Thursday, but with it being a two-hour episode, it took us a little bit longer to get through. Um, but we're just going to go through the entire episode um, and just talk about our thoughts about various things and then kind of where we're going in the second episode. So a couple of things that definitely caught our attention in the beginning was just seeing all these players in the same place. We, When we did our cast preview, like we knew that there were a lot of iconic names and seeing Sandra and Rob and everything was going to be a big deal. But even for the players, it, it seemed like it was a really... They, a lot of them were in awe. Like they were awestruck at just the group that they were with and what has finally you know, been... What has been a dream for a lot of Survivor fans is finally having a winner's season. Another cool thing too that we will cover a little bit later because it's in the second half predominantly but you can tell who like the core survivor group is and who still acts like a fan even though they've won and obviously that could show uh, that showed throughout the entire course survivor group meaning like with like actually actively within the community i would say survivor celebrities okay cool yeah um so the first thing i want to cover is the fact that they came in men versus women which tucker and i knew and as we said in the first podcast that's not how the tribes were uh split up so i didn't realize most times the way that they're split up you know who you're with you might not know why you're with them but you at least know that's your tribe in this episode no they came in men versus women it makes me wonder if that's who they thought they were with but really it was a random draw so Mm -hmm. Like you said last night, technically Rob and Amber could have been together. Right. So I just assumed that when we looked at the tribes before the season started, that it was intentional the way that people were split up. At least it seemed that way because there were people that had connections in previous seasons, whether they were good or bad connections like Tony and Sandra being a bad connection or a good one being Natalie and Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that the Marianos were split up, I assumed that that was intentional. So when they came on the beach split, they clearly had no idea that it wasn't men versus women because they came in on men versus women boats and it seemed like that was their expectation. And then when they came up with random tribes, it's really interesting how they were split given the fact that it was completely random. I also didn't realize like when we were going through names that it isn't even split 10 male, 10 female. I didn't realize that. So I thought coming into it, like we've covered that there's been more male wins than female wins, but they split the contestants evenly 10 male winners and 10 female winners. Right. Well, traditionally so. it's the same number of, of male and female contestants. I just, I figured when it came to winners, it would it have been matter. a little bit harder or yeah. It that was matter. one of the issues. So I was reading an article like yesterday, the day before talking about how a, a winter season was something that logistically they never thought they would do as recently as like 2018. Jeff Probst said in an article, like a winter season is just not realistic because logistically you have to have an even number of male and females you have to have 20 winners that want to come back out of the 38 because Sandra's won twice. And you have to get these people that haven't been on the show in, in 15 years to want to come back. So logistically, like you're talking about, like that was one of the issues um, with having a winter season and one of the reasons why it has taken so long. Yeah, I mean, even the tribes are split evenly. 
Yeah, so it wasn't like completely random. Obviously, yeah. like he made sure that it was even they in terms of in gender, a correct order. Right, but yeah. they didn't show up in the same group. I guess is the random aspect of it. But yeah. um, um, also another thing had a I would say a sip of champagne. <laughs> the champagne toast was really awkward for me. Jeff. Okay. Jeff was living his best life. He was loving it. He was so excited. His friends, we were all back together. We're Jeff was say, amped. Like he, like he wasn't just, hey, we're starting oh, a new season. Amped. amped. Like he was episode. ready to go. He, he's like, been waiting for yeah, us. Yeah, he's been waiting. You can tell he's friends with all these people. He's so excited. Right. Um, but honestly, one, I'd be disappointed a sip of champagne. It was literally like a thimbleful. Like it couldn't have been more than like a tablespoon in everybody's yeah. class. Because there's 20 people and it's one bottle of champagne. I get it. It was a celebration. But I think they could have left it at the uh, $2 million reward. Right. I think you went from like, here's what's happening. Here's the $2 million. Which might have been after, actually, it after Champagne after, Toast. But okay. like they could have just done that. Gone and it would have been it, celebration yeah. enough. Everybody was like, wow, yay, a sip of sparkling. And it was probably sparkling cider in all honesty. Who knows? They just got on, on an island the... Thing they're about to do is physical but it's a little surprising too like if it was actual champagne that there's not like you know some kind of brand sponsorship type situation to take advantage of that champagne but it was brought to you by right. outback or some random well whatever i can't think of a brand of champagne off the top of my head but like you andre I, I would, champagne right exactly yeah they're you getting know their Survivor nine dollar target their, champagne they love their sponsorships shout out to outback and, and applebee's. applebee's and there was another one too at some point but um yeah, it was just a little bit awkward, and like the toast itself, I don't remember what Jeff said, but it like it was definitely I don't know. It was I understood what they were going for, but maybe not the best execution. Um, but I wish one you of the things the, uh, there's good ships and bad ships and ships in this. You sea. wish he would have said that. Yeah, I, I wish you would have pulled that one. Yeah. Um, one of the things too that was interesting to me is they were initially kind of going through. Select players' backgrounds that maybe we'd forgotten about. One of them was Yule, who I have a vested interest in because I think that he's going to win the season. And I think that he came across really well in this first episode as a whole. But one of the things that he said in his like one-on-one interview prior to the you know them actually showing which tribes they were on was, I don't remember the exact quote, but something to the effect of, I'm going to have to change, which seems like very typical Survivor foreshadowing here that... For him, as well as for all the older players, and this was a theme throughout the episode, things are a lot different for them now. And I think Yule is probably one of the people most apt to change and someone that will and probably throughout the episode demonstrated that willingness too. Yeah, so two kind of timelines that they threw out was Yule. Uh, Jeff said, it's been 14 years since you've played. And at first, you're like, wow, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. Then he hits Amber with, it's been 20 years since you first played and 16 years since you last played. So you know there's people out there that they really are out of the game. I mean, 20 years since Amber first played, I was three. Right. Like, put that in perspective, like, a lot can change. I mean, I've even seen change in my lifetime, let alone within a game like Survivor. And I guess it's her and Ethan that are the two technically, like, oldest in terms of how long it's been since they've competed because Richard's not there. And then didn't and Ethan won two. No, Tina won two. So I guess it is Amber. No, but Amber won three. Anyway, Amber won eight, but she played in three. So maybe she's one of the oldest in terms of length of time. But, um, again, that was one of the logistical issues with getting a winter season together was not only... 
you know, trying to get all these winners to come back at once. And the, and the, a lot of them are parents, which we'll talk about now later. It was like a high school reunion that like they were all like bonding together yes. on the beach about how, uh, you know, the, how Mom their kids and are doing. And, and like it's it's yeah. just, it was a really, really interesting environment. But again, that was one of the issues is you have these people that haven't played in so long and they might just not even be interested in coming back mm-hmm. um, as a whole. But they went straight into a challenge, which I, I was expecting something like this, well, like something like before- immediately going to tribal or doing, uh, you know, a challenge right there on the beach had to be expected so before we get into the uh tribal or the challenge one thing i want to mention though is one sandra's getting her screen time as she would but she made it known like minute one that apparently rob on island of the idols said he would never play again i don't believe that tucker doesn't believe that Maybe he said something like, I don't know when, or I don't know if I would ever, right. whatever. Um, but she made it known in her very first interview that she is mad and betrayed. So you can already see kind of on the Sandra side of things where this is going. But I thought that was like interesting that they would almost give that spoiler almost. Like you knew like kind of behind who, the scenes thing. who Sandra is. You know where she's head heading, whether they win or lose. She's going to ruin somebody's relationship with either Rob or Amber. Right. Because she is that way. And it was it was interesting because those are two people that you identified as potentially, in the cast preview, as potentially working together because they'd spent all that time on Island of mm-hmm. the Idols and it worked in the exact opposite way. Now, I'm on the same page with you in that I highly doubt that... Because at this point, like, Sandra... It seems like, just based off the way she's talking about it, she knew she was going to be on this season at this point. So Rob also would have had to know that he was going to be on Winners at War, just given the timelines of everything. So it's like, I find it hard to believe that he lied to her about being on the season, knowing how negatively that would impact him. So I'm leaning more in the direction of Sandra is trying to find ways to further discredit Rob being one of the bigger threats in the game. And to a certain extent, it worked. Well, and on the season finale of Island of the Idols, Jeff announced what it was, what the season was, Winners at War, and I'm pretty sure he said Rob and Sandra would be there. Sandra is enough of a personality to, on live TV, be like, wait a second. Yeah, right, right, right. So... Seems a little contrived. A little suspicious. Seems a little contrived, for sure. But um, like I was talking about earlier, they went straight to a challenge, which had to be expected, and both of us were really struck by how... It was just a very physical challenge. It was the typical the ring and the water thing. We have to get in touch um, one of the poles. And then they didn't immediately go to tribal, which as soon as they lost, I looked at you. I was like, they're going to go to tribal right now and not really even be able to talk well, to each Jeff other. Jeff did say there's a twist. Right. And he made it clear like multiple times. If you lose, you do not get fire and you do not get rice, which Until is Until you huge. go to tribal. Right. Which granted, if you don't have fire, you can't really eat rice. But you still have the security of having it. And right. the fact that you don't even get it until you go to tribal is huge. But yeah, um, we were both su- surprised that it was physical and that it was reward and immunity. Because you obviously got the flint. Normally you go into like one or the other. Like, right. hey, first first challenge, like here's part of the game. But like right. they went in full-fledged. Um, During the challenge, Kim, for some reason, was just... He's killing it killing it like and i don't know it was it was her and then um sarah, sarah for red who ended up winning 
I mentioned multiple times. Like she, she was like she's a cop if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. And so in Game Changers, like she's always been fit, but she is huge. Like she could 100 percent beat me up in a fight. Oh, yeah. no doubt in my mind. Like uh, I'm terrified of her. Anybody on this show could beat him up in a fight, but That's yes, not true. Sarah definitely could. Not true. I could but take. Like, I could probably take Adam. Sarah was and Ethan and Tyson. Sarah was good, but Kim was like the outlier like she for some reason just like was amazing at this natalie actually wasn't that amazing but i'm thinking what it is is natalie's shorter Mm -hmm. and the ocean floor is like you have to get your grip down there right it doesn't matter how strong you are upper body because you can't tread water and be strong upper body um but yeah red winds uh and then two days till tribal and then the thing that, that struck me too immediately, like once the point of having tribal the next day was to give them time to interact and to really allow people to fledge out the relationships and obviously for the show, like to see how all these, because that's one of the main interests of the first episode is not only who's going to leave first, but how all of these people are going to mesh and interact and these old players that haven't been on the game forever and these people that literally just won and were just on the island within the last 12 to 18 months how they were going to interact and one of the main things like we talked about earlier that a lot of people connected on was was having kids and it was it was like we knew this right like we knew that tyson had kids we knew that parvati has kids we obviously know that rob Rob. has kids like we knew that this was going to be a connecting factor but it was like 90% of the people were, that's what they were talking about. I didn't think it was going to be a connecting factor because like a lot of times when you deal with parents, it becomes comparisons like, Oh, your baby walked at one year. Mine walked at 10, 10 months, not 10 years. (laughs) But like, I figured it would be something like that. But Parvati even stepped in and said like, Hey, I can't flirt anymore. Right. Which was one of the things I'm going to use my mom card. Right. Like I'm going to appeal to their emotional side. Right. So like, if I feel like I'm not connecting to somebody, I'm going to start talking about missing my kids. All of a sudden we have a connection. Honestly, a pretty smooth transition. Cause I know that was one thing we were, we were worried about was what is she going to do? Cause right. she's known for being flirty. That was, that was like her number one. Also, she has abs. Card. After and she only has like a ten month old. A lot of these people still look great. Like Yule still looks great. Parvati still looks great. Like they don't. They don't really look that much older. Amber has abs and she has four kids. I I have a fur baby and I have zero abs. (laughs) So I don't know what I'm. The only person really that like. And I mean, we don't want to shame them for it, but Basaraz put on a few lbs. He's living the dad life, you know. Like no shame. But we'll get to the second challenge. And he crushed it the entire. Yeah, apparently it's not fat it's just well he's got his dad strength for sure they didn't have it before um another thing so obviously red wins everybody goes back to camp both tribes are connecting but blue uh sele losing their mind because they're like complete chaos they don't know what's going on um denise it goes kind of back and forth between red and blue it shows a lot of red which is surprising which is denise and Right? No, Denise is on blue. Sorry. Denise mentions she's been to every tribal because she's only been on one season. She went to every tribal the season they she was on. They were a historically bad tribe. She yeah. were, they lost every challenge, and that's why they had to merge because they lost every challenge. Um, so I thought that was just kind of cool. And like not first, cool for her because then she, not she cool. was saying like then she ended right back up at tribal her first yeah, night. But we'll get to night. later. She breaks that streak finally right but i just thought that was like just a kind of cool fact normally you get the people oh i've never been voted out or i've never gotten a vote against me and like that's it mm-hmm. 
but like she's been to every tribal. Right. That's a lot of tribals. Right. Um, it took Sandra twenty six minutes to say the queen stays queen. <laughs> we immediately looked at the clock as soon as she said it. I have a newfound respect for Sandra after this after Island of the Idols. But I can't stand her whole queen stance. It's like from the back of her throat. It was like, queen. Queen stays queen. The tiara on the season finale. And yes, it's the queen stays queen. Yeah. Exactly. She can how blow she a candle out it. when she says it. Exactly. Yeah. I it 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 makes me nauseous thinking about it. Took twenty six minutes. Honestly, I expected like thirty seconds. So I'm honestly right. impressed right and she really didn't i think it's just the one time she yeah. said it so in a two-hour episode it's impressive we love it one uh, of the other things too speaking of sandra that we talked about in the cast preview is you really felt like if anybody was going to come into this exceptionally prepared and having like as i said like watched film on these people like coming in with the connections with like the notebook written down of everything you thought it was going to be sandra it's yule yeah we're like half an hour in and yule's talking about a poker game that and i had quoting had, it had no idea existed he said he watched the video and there's these people it's tyson and rob and and uh kim and, and kim jeremy. and jeremy and maybe uh, maybe there's one yeah, more in there we're forgetting but like he he treated that as like these people are connected and apparently it's well known that like Robin Tyson are actually like legitimate friends it's not just the poker thing but you'll whether he did it intentionally or not he grouped these people together and basically said I don't know what conversations they've had on the island but they're together based off this one poker game it's two and two on each tribe right. it's Tyson and Kim and Rob and Jeremy right. on each tribe um, they later it's exposed, I guess, that they're the poker game alliance, right. which and it showed the video in the episode, like it showed the video that he's <laughs> he talking was about. Quoting it. Right, that was one of the themes of the episode was was the connections, and that more so. So oh, I'd antici- yeah. I'd anticipated the the threat level of the players being associated with how they played in previous games, right? So so yeah. whether it was Tony being very notorious in his season or Rob. And obviously, like, the fact that Rob and Amber are married was going to come into play. But I had anticipated that that was going to determine who was and wasn't a threat, is how well they played the first time. Mm -hmm. But it didn't actually come into play that much. They talked about it. But because everybody's won, everybody really has respect for everyone else. So it's more about how many people you're bringing with you guaranteed. Because there's so little guarantees in terms of connections that it's like, that is such a big threat to have one or two guaranteed people. Two Two points on that. So first, like, with the who knows who versus who doesn't, uh, Yule says it's kind of like the cool kids versus the outcasts or the nerds. It's like high school again. But another thing was, and you showed me this, the Venn diagram or whatever mm-hmm. of who played one time and who's played together. Um, and I think that's something we should definitely throw up in the video yep. portion. Of course. But you can tell naturally they're connecting or rejecting over that so sandra and even tyson and amber are like noticing oh well they know them from this season or we'll see with like natalie and jeremy versus nick and denise you notice what's more of a threat a 10-year relationship or a oh my gosh we just got on the beach let's make an alliance right um which i didn't expect I was expecting more so that that gameplay. Oh, I want to work with Rob because he's really good. Um, To get me to the merge and then we'll get him out. Whatever type of thing. Um, But instead, it's the complete opposite. It's like, hey, bud, like, 
love the barbecue this summer. Let's work together. Very open. Everybody was being very open about mm-hmm. pretty much all their conversations. It, it didn't really seem like many things were a secret. Like even at one point, uh, Rob just confronts Ben about whatever is oh, happening, whatever the plan I wrote is. That. And then he went and confronted Danny and was just straight up like, Did you were you trying to get me out? And she was like, Yeah. And everybody was so open about it. And I think it just comes from again one of the themes of the episode. They are so nervous and anxious, especially in the beginning because nobody wants to be voted out yeah. first. Ben Ben was horrible. I mean he was losing his mind the entire episode because he's one of the ones that was still a fan. He's right. just starstruck. He yep. can't like Rob's like, what name have you heard? Uh, uh, yours from Danny and I love you. Like, he's freaking out. Where, as, like, when he goes to Danny and he's like, hey, did you say my name? And she's like, yeah, I did, because you're a threat. Rob straight up goes like, man, like, this old school versus new school, like, that's the second kind of, like, Mm -hmm. cut between them is outcast versus cool kids and old school and new school. But there's a solid mix Mm -hmm. between them. Um, I wouldn't consider Tyson completely there old are, school. There are some There's some, some in lines. the middle, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, like Ben was just the entire episode. He couldn't believe and it. And that's kind of part of his thing for the season. There's a couple of people that are like this, where they played and won their season in a very, very specific way. So mm-hmm. Ben's was... He got a little bit lucky with the fire-making thing at the end. He wouldn't have won if the if they didn't change the format of the Final Four. He got a ton of idols. He won a ton of immunity challenges. And so for him, a lot of the season, if he's going to do well, is going to be about adapting and changing because he can't do that for the entire game because people know that that's what he's about. Similar for Tony and, and some other people. There are very, very clear, this is how I won type of games, and you can't be one-dimensional in this season. So there's going to be some some potential redemption adaptation arcs to some of these stories, whether they're successful or not. Absolutely. Um, but then we go into really getting deep into – who is blue going to vote out? You'll notice blue's a lot more chaotic than red later in the episode. <laughs> There's like six or seven alliances of like two people mm-hmm. here and there. And they're just trying to figure out how are we going to go? Are we going to go with old school versus new school? Are we going to go with shady versus not? Are we going to go to short term, long term, whatever relationships? Um, so we go to Nick and Denise innocently apparently try to go find the watering hole it's adam adam sorry adam and denise go to try to find that watering hole Mm -hmm. and boston rob parvati all those people start mentioning oh we only have eight people here Mm -hmm. got who's missing like playing dumb knowing who's missing but wanting other people to say it honestly a really great gameplay um and instantly a threat because you don't, especially on a season with old school people and with all winners, you don't want to be the people running around. And we'll hear later Tony explaining like why, but you don't want to be be the people caught making an alliance. And honestly, I would say Adam and Denise kind of innocently did. Yeah, they, they were- weren't meaning <clears throat> to, but they were like, I have no idea where I am on Fiji. Right. But like. Tell me your story. Tell mm-hmm. me your story. And they just got to know each other. And naturally, they're like, all right, you're pretty cool. Well, that's just part of the the environment of a winter season. Because in a normal one, pretty often, the first one to two people voted out per tribe, it's very obvious. Like, these are the people that don't fit in. These are the people that aren't actively making connections. These are the people that just, for whatever reason, in this group of people, it's it's very easy to, easy to single them out. Mm-hmm. And 
like on a typical season, what Adam and Denise did, which there was nothing wrong with it in general, but on a typical season, it wouldn't even have been shown like on the show. But the fact that everybody's being so careful and this is such a good group, any kind of flaw is going to be exploited. And again, it's this, I just don't want to be first mentality where that's what you're talking about where there's so many different groups of two running around. Everybody was in some kind of alliance or in some kind of conversation about who to vote out mm-hmm. to the point where there's the scene where Parvati and Ben and, and Natalie and Jeremy are in the circle like, okay, we're going to do Adam, right? And they're about to walk away. And they're like, no, we didn't agree on Adam. It's, okay, it's going to be Denise, right? And nobody can make a decision because there aren't hard lines at this point. Yeah. That was the crazy thing too is like, it's flaws being pointed out. It point outed. Point outed. Pointed out. But it's like each person's individual flaws. So like Rob doesn't think you should go off and make an alliance. Rob's gonna speak up. Jeremy thinks having a relationship with the person he played for is fine, but Parvati might speak up. Like it's just it's dependent on like how you would personally play the game. Whereas before it's this is how the game is played right. by everybody. Now it's like, well, no, 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 on season eight, we played this game. Right. And on season 23, we played this game. And it's like all these individual seasons. And that's kind of the cool thing, too, with it being all winners, mm-hmm. is they're pulling from the season they won from. Yeah. They're not pulling from the other seasons they played at because it wasn't worth it. It didn't do anything for them. So I think it's kind of cool seeing like the little differences between all of them and how it's going to come together in 2020. Right. To make this season. Yeah, because, I mean, certainly some seasons are similar, but no two seasons are, are alike. That's kind of the whole point of the show in terms of twists, in terms of different themes, and how the, the tribes are split up. We talked about Yule season being split up by ethnicity. We've seen seasons split up by generations. So just implicitly with the, the group of people that are put together and, and the the twists that are put together, the game is going to be played differently. And for a lot of these people, if they've only played once, they only know one way to play and that's how Mm -hmm. they played. And ultimately that's what they're going to go with because they won and it worked. But pretty quickly here within these first two or three episodes, they're going to realize that this is not the game where you can just stick with the status quo. You're going to have to play five or six different kinds of survivor to end up winning this season. I got to say, and I, I know I'm probably wrong but my my new prediction for winner is sandra no just because nope. make your case hear me I'm, out i'm listening make your case just because she i feel like is the most fluid player out of everybody i mean this episode she really wasn't even all that cutthroat even though she wanted <laughs> to get out who she wanted to get out right to the other players she was laughing. She was joking. She was just making connections. She's good at that. And, but normally it's, hey guys, like it's a fear factor thing. Like this is who we're gonna get out. This is this is why because they suck and this is why they suck and this is why okay. they're horrible and this is why and it's like a fear thing. But this one, she was like, oh my gosh, girl, I know. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I can't, I can't. These girls with their manicures, I I couldn't do it. I was I my husband's in the army and we roll around in dirt like she's connecting with everybody i've seen a like out of everybody so far i've seen the most change in her even in her interviews i've seen a lot of change right so that's why i feel like she's somehow i think this is going to be the season that she ends up in the final three and we're both like so i was i was actually thinking about this after the episode because i was like she she definitely 
I don't know how to phrase it. She came across well in the episode without coming across too well to everybody else. Like she was in control in her own way, but not in a way that makes her she feel like a threat. She did not spearhead the right. decision. And so the path for her to potentially do well is there's no way she's winning because she's won twice. And that's the thought in people's heads. Yeah, she's very good and she's scary because she can galvanize people. But in a weird way, the fact that she's the only person that's won twice allows her to use that card and say, take me to the end. There's no way I'm going to win. There's no way they're going to vote for me to win. And then, like you said, before you know it, you get to the end and she's played the game better than anybody. And out of any group, this is going to be a group that's going to reward good gameplay. And that's that's the only, oh, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen, but that's the only path is the fact that she has won twice as an advantage and then she gets to the end and happens to have played the best. Well, and the other thing too <clears throat> is, yeah, she's won twice, but she's playing a game with millionaires. Like, at, at that point, it doesn't matter how many times you've won. Everybody's won a million dollars. Everybody's millionaires. So, whoever wins, they win. It's really going to come down to gameplay. I would say first episode in, she's playing the best game. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to tell off such a small sample size, but maybe. Yeah. That's a fair point. But we're, So, now they go to tribal and like we said that feeling of of anxiousness and everybody freaking out continues in tribal and it was Ben gets asked a question doesn't answer it the first yeah the first question ethan is asked about how it feels to be back you know hanging out in a shelter shelter. and he's like yeah the game's moving really fast like he's just sitting you can you can see everybody's wheels Mm -hmm. turning and there's just panic because they don't want to be the first winner out a lot of these people they haven't been back in so long and so it's a much bigger deal than someone like nick that was literally just on the island and it's just this immediate feeling of paranoia because not only do you not want to be the first person voted off but you know that everybody here is really good at lying to the point that they won one so you have no idea what to believe and in this first tribal there's a there's a moment in which parvati and rob look at each other like we should like we should be more scared than this like we shouldn't feel this comfortable going into it and it turns out that they were correct in feeling comfortable but it's one of those things where just nobody knows what to think yeah, absolutely. I definitely think it's one. Like, even Jeff was like, can you guys calm down? Like, he was like, I just want to know. Like, I just want to host a normal tribal. But, like, people were, like, they were talking, and you could just tell on anyone's face. They yeah. were like, wait, why are they calm? Why are they not? Right. Why are they? Like, it was back and forth way more than you would expect. They weren't very forthcoming with their answers. At one point, Jeff asked Jeremy a question, and he just says, I don't remember the answer. Like, it's, it's a very weird thing. We don't have to go through the entire tribal so at the end of the day, the conversation basically is it's either Denise or Adam because they went off together. And the and the the case there is they have this relationship and they're potentially a, a two and that's dangerous. And then Adam smartly makes the point, well, if that's the point that we're making here, that it's dangerous to have two people that are together, then look there's a, there's a lot more people to look at other than me and Denise who literally just met. He didn't even the say The people a he was pointing more. at being Jeremy and Natalie. Yeah, he didn't even <clears> say like there's other pairs. He just was like, wait a second, I just met you what 10 minutes ago but there's these people that have been forming this relationship for two to three years why are we not worried about them who knows what they were texting about before they came on the island and stuff and honestly it was a fair point i he made the argument in tribal as well but i mean he was making that argument hours before and i just think people started realizing like you know what one denise and adam i wouldn't say are huge threats 
Um, Natalie and Jeremy, I would say, are much more physical threats. So why not? And that's where the focus shifted was. And we talked about this. Jeremy and Natalie were really close in the season that Natalie won. And Jeremy voted for Natalie to end up winning. And obviously she did. So they were really, really close. And ultimately, that's where the focus shifted and was the reason why Natalie became the first person voted out, which introduced these new changes to Extinction that honestly... I didn't anticipate. I assumed Extinction would exist in the exact same way. I didn't think the tokens had anything to do with Extinction. I thought that was completely within the regular game. And again, going back to the logistics of getting a winter season together, apparently Extinction is not going to be a thing after this season, but they kept it in for this one because for a lot of the people, if they were going to come back, they wanted to make sure they had an opportunity to actually get the survivor experience and play the game. And so Extinction offers the opportunity to, even if you get voted out by a very ruthless group of winners, you still have a chance to play and you don't just go home immediately. Mm-hmm. And was probably one of the driving forces in actually getting this season together. And Natalie ends up being the first one there. Yeah, so Natalie goes out and the first thing she's to do is to will a fire token because you can't take your fire tokens to Extinction. Right. You have to will it or as they say, bequeath bequeath it, it which bequeath is the it. worst use of vocabulary in the in the series i hate it so um, much it's written down and everything like i hate it the the twist is you can give it to anybody on either tribe right. which i think is kind of cool i hadn't um, think about that at all until they no. showed everybody's box and then of course she gives it to jeremy because why not and then once you get more than one or probably everybody at this point gets a little symbol by their name Mm. when it shows what season they won and what tribe they're on a symbol and how many they have so that we can keep track of it but she gives it to jeremy and she goes to extinction well the next morning she wakes up and uh there's a menu a fire token menu similar to what we see when they first enter the beach and it's different things like um a box of pizza a bottle of wine um six pack hammocks yeah yeah but it makes it very clear you're still in the game, but you're going to have to work harder than you would before. Right. And she gets her first clue, and it's go to where the you sp- can last see the sunset. Oh, okay, she's on an island. So she somehow remembers where the sun rose that morning, and she does east to west. She goes miles and miles and miles across this island and finds a plaque. And it goes, you have found a hidden immunity idol. Has no power on extinction. Good for the next three tribal councils. You can sell it to anybody for one token. On the losing tribe of the next challenge. Yeah. Sell it to anybody on the losing tribe for one token. Right. This is her way to stay in the game. She's still doing physical and mental things. And she's still using fire tokens to buy appropriate items. Um, But it takes a little bit more mental capacity, which she touches on about not being mentally strong. So she chooses... To tempt Sandra with right. the option. Because, you, yeah, it's, it's a transaction. Like, she she can offer it to Sandra, but if she doesn't want to give up her token, then she doesn't get the token in exchange. She's and offering it to her. they don't know whoever is offered it. They don't know it's coming At from the Extinction. Time, yeah. They just see, this is an idol. It costs one token. Do you accept? Sandra was smart enough to be like, for some reason, I feel like Natalie gave it to me. Right. But... On the flip side, like Tucker mentioned while we were watching, I feel like Natalie chose Sandra because she was going to take it. Right. There's two different ways to think about it. And and Natalie even says at the end of the episode that she had hoped that her tribe would have lost, presumably so that she could have given someone like, say, Jeremy the idol. But there's two ways to think about it. You can either try and play the game from the other side, from Extinction, which is one of the things that she says is really cool, that she can still be in the game while not being in the game. You can either 
use this as an opportunity to help one of your allies by getting them an idol, assuming that they want to sell it for a token, or you can do it on more of an individual basis and say, hey, I know this person's going to take the idol. I'm going to get the token in exchange. And she decided to give it to someone that she felt like she knew was going to take it. And turned out she was right. And now she's sitting there with two tokens. Uh, and so it's one her, token. excuse me, one token um, because she had to give hers up, obviously, when she went to extinction. Yeah. So we go into the next uh, challenge and it's immunity again. So what this challenge is, and it's very oddly put together. It's very strange. You get in a boat because, of course. And you row, and you row, and you row, and you get a bag of numbers. Then you row back, and you park your boat <laughs> at a set of three blocks. In the blocks, middle of the ocean. In yeah. the middle of the ocean. At a set of three blocks, and it's called an obstacle. But really, I think it's just practicing their boat parking skills. They get off the boat, they climb over the blocks, jump into the water, and then it, they're on the beach, and they're climbing up a net. They... Figure out what the code is with the number tiles. Get the key out, and that gives them rings to then throw on the oars. They have to hit yep. three oars, and they win. Which we really like the oar tossing challenges. One of my think favorite it's tossing Super ones. cool, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, Blue is off to Sele, which is who went to the first tribal. It was off to a very rough start. They run into their first obstacle, which they're not even supposed to be. Oh, I forgot the whole turntable that they're supposed to jump over the the rolling log yeah. thing yeah so they run into that which they're not supposed to do so ethan is in their boat just like chugging along like he's the, hard ra- he's right, the rafting hard guy right hard left dig turn like he's killing it after they run into the thing right Red. yeah he's saying hard right as they turn into because hard right meaning they want to turn left and they're turning left into the barge that they're not supposed to be turning into. yeah so, um, Red is off to a pretty solid start, straight on. They get their tiles, they're coming back, they jump over, they're in the heavy start or heavy lead. They have a pretty good grasp of how to get over. So, the boxes obviously aren't hard, the net isn't hard, but getting over this rolling log is super difficult because it's probably three feet above the water. Right. The water is probably at four feet. Yeah, they're standing in the water. It's so, like, it's probably a minimum of like seven and a half feet off the ground, the top of the log. Yeah. So it's it's difficult for sure, but they get a really quick grasp on how to get over it. They're just chucking people by their feet. Yep. And Tyson is on the other side. He was the first one over, which I also think is a good strategy of getting guys over first. Because or at least one to start. At out. least one. Yeah. I would a say even guy, two. Ideally. Because you don't want to be left with all girls on one side and all guys on the other because then it's very uneven. But they get Tyson over first and he's pulling while other people are being hoisted up by their feet. And it just has a constant flow of motion forwards. Blue off to a pretty rough They're start. They're not as together. They don't not have it as together. together. Then Rob's like, hey, get on my shoulders. And Parvati steps on his shoulders, and he jumps so far out of the air. Just yeets her over the that top. That <laughs> she doesn't even touch the log. She just goes flying over. And he's doing that to everyone, Going guys and girls too. alike. Yeah. Well, then Blue makes the mistake that it's Jeremy and Rob on the, the, last, on the last side. So Rob's trying to yeet Jeremy over, which granted is a hard task. So somehow Ethan's like, let me get your, get on your shoulders. And then he starts pulling over. Well, now Rob has to jump himself over, but they finally got in that groove. So 
at this point, Wendell, um, Yule has already solved the number combination, and Wendell is throwing, and they've hooked one ore. So they still have to, Blue, Sele, has to get onto the beach, solve the number combination, and get to the ores. And at this point, you can assume Decal or Red is going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, who solved the number tiles for Adam. Adam? So Adam gets the number tiles, and it took him a decent amount of time. It's not like he got it first try, like you see in a lot it of took these, at least like two or three tries. Yeah. yeah, comeback stories. And Jeremy's like, "Oh, I got this. I'll throw the rings." Wendell's sitting there throwing them like frisbees. He did get one. Jeremy hits three for three. Oars doesn't miss. Just at least that's what they showed. Granny shotting it. Just yeah, I was getting so irritated. I was sitting there watching, and so I th- I believe that Tyson hit the first one, and then so it's Wendell throwing for red, and, like, immediately Jeremy walks up, and as you said, like, underhands it. It's very soft, and obviously the first one's going to be easier because it's closer. Nails the first one, nails the second one, throwing underhand, and Wendell is throwing this thing like it's a Frisbee, and it was, yeah. like, I understand, like, I'm not there. Like, I can't see how far away it is, and maybe that actually was the better strategy, and Jeremy just got lucky. But it was so irritating that he wasn't, there was no arc on it. He was trying to, it was almost like he was trying to knock the 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 fin of the paddle over as opposed to landing it on the hook at the end. Yeah. Well, the other strategy that Sele had was Ben was the other thrower if he needed to step in. But he was there ready with the ring and yeah. giving it to Jeremy when Jeremy was right. running back. Right. So there was no sense of delay between what jeremy had to do and like you said maybe it's just what they showed but i mean they were two obstacle uh, three obstacles back when decal had one or hit they got over the log the rope ladder and the numbers and beat them Mm -hmm. and decal still only had one so i mean i think it definitely came down to teamwork on the second half of sele Which is interesting because it seemed like definitely Red is a little bit more as as a unit. Obviously, they hadn't had to vote anybody out. Like, they definitely seemed like they had it. So, at that point, Red ends up losing, which is honestly probably one of the more ideal scenarios for the first episode because you want to see how both of these tribes interact at Tribal. You get to see one person voted off of each. Obviously, you have Natalie, and now we're moving to Red having to vote someone out. And again, it seemed like they're more of a unit. Uh, Sandra, which I know you wanted to talk about, was like cheering them on on the sidelines. She was very excited to sit out the challenge and then was very invested and it honestly seemed like red thought that they had it won because tony was back and looking but anyway they ended up losing and it was a similar story in terms of of a bit of panic and anxiety but not to the same extent i would say as for blue because there were people that i I would say kim more embodied the blue you know mentality mentality at that first tribal then the whole tribe really did as a whole. Everybody seemed to be relatively calm except for her, which at a certain point it seemed like maybe it was deservedly so. I think Kim was just annoyed. I and you she can felt left see, out. You can see in the episode, anytime she walked up, people just stopped talking. Yeah. And like at, in Survivor, that's not good news. Um, but yeah, I would say, I mean, it was a clear seven to three split during the talking period of like, all right, who are we gonna vote out? Sandra's kind of just there in everybody. Like, just hanging out, making connections, building relationships, making sure. But she wants Tyson or Amber or Kim out, as does everybody else, because of this, what we said, poker, poker game alliance. alliance. Right. Um, poor Amber's in there just by association. Right. But 
I mean, it was clear there was no, like, multiple splits of, like, old school, new school or cool kids and outcasts. It was simply like, hey, these people have connections when we make it to the merge, and we don't. That's one of the, like, again, one of the themes of the episode, and I think it's probably going to be a theme of the season, is coming into it, we, as I'm sure a lot of people did, assumed that not having connections within the game would be a disadvantage, right? And Yule Mm -hmm. makes this point. He said, I assumed that I would be, this being Yule, would be in a disadvantage because I don't know very many of these people, if any, and there are people here that are married, that are very good friends, that played on similar or on the same seasons. But it kind of flipped, at least specifically for Red, maybe not so much on Blue, but for Red, it was, wait, there's five or six of us that don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Why would we group up with people that are very close and automatically be the four out of the five or the five out of the five when we could just be a cohesive five or six. And it turns out that that is actually going to be an advantage because people like Yule and Wendell are able to galvanize this group and say, let's just work together and we can build our own connections and get out the people that are obviously very, very close, being people like Tyson and Kim and Rob and Amber and all those. Well, and I would say too, when you form those large alliances of five or six, there's always a sixth person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where Yule was thinking is like, yeah, I could join with these three people, but I'm number four. And I think he, Yule showed a lot of the characteristics that I think I, I kind of pointed out in that first podcast that we did with the cast preview of just being understated and being humble and being like, oh, you want to work with me? Like, I'm surprised, but yes, like, let's make it work. Not surprised like... I didn't think you'd want to just a surprise like, oh, there's actually people that want to work with me, that want to interact with me. And I'm very gracious. And I'm like, yes, let's do that. And that kind of personality and that just being under the radar until it gets to a point where it's a threat and people are realizing, hey, he's really well liked. I think he showed really well in this episode and, uh, you know, should continue that type of strategy because he looks like he's in a pretty good spot here going into next week. So they go to tribal. Right. And it's kind of, I would say, the same type of tribal of, like, people not really answering questions. Jeff's like, what's just going on at camp? Like, I'm lonely. I don't really get to hang out with people. I don't have producers following me around. Um, And they don't want to give up anything, which honestly, like, is what to expect with a winter season. They know, like, even if you know you have the closest alliance possible, if you say something shady at tribal, even just to be even more shady to the people you're not with is going to raise flag, red flags. Right. So you're going into it and you're like, I really... Honestly, going into this, there was like the obvious choice, but I didn't know who was going home. Right. I was just having like, oh, if I was playing this game, this is who would go home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really had no idea. So they start... We There had been like talks of like throwing around split votes and stuff like that. So um, one cool thing is that the little pen that they use is a dagger. And I like to say that's because everybody's being cutthroat. Uh-huh. Um, but who knows? An observation. Yeah. I've, it was one of the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coin that phrase, and what? I'm going to send it over cutthroat with a dagger, and I'm going to send it over to Jeff Probst. And You're going to contact gonna, him I'm, directly? I'm going to be on the live season finale of this season, and I'm going to introduce that. So Go for it. All right. One of the more... I guess one of the more telling moments at that second tribal was... Again, like a very clear split in division between Tony, Sandra, and Amber. Because it was Amber who was sitting there openly saying, I'm more calm, cool, and collected. That's who I am as a person. And that's coming from her pulling from the season that she won, season eight, which was an all-star season, but obviously the game wasn't being played. There was at no n- idols. There was, you're right. There was no idols. The game wasn't being played at nearly the same pace. So she's there. She's just saying, hey, 
people were freaking out today and that's not what I'm about. And then there's Tony saying, well, the only reason that I won was because I was freaking out all the time because I was always making moves and because I was always getting idols. And then there's Sandra in the middle saying, hey, Amber, just so you know, he's not wrong. Like this is how it's going to be. You can keep staying in your lane and say, you know, in your little circle that you were in in season eight, but it's not season eight anymore. So it's Amber on one side, it's Sandra kind of in the middle trying to understand and adapt and recognizing that she needs to change. And then there's Tony that's been there for five years and is ready to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. So they all go to vote and obviously they read the first is Nick, which my poor, my poor man, Nick, I love him. (laughs) He gets one vote. Well then, so I'm the type of person, if Jeff hits you with back to back to back in the middle of reading the votes, you're good. Right. So Unless you're getting all the votes. That was my first thought because it went Nick and then three for Kim. And I'm like, okay, it's all Kim and she's the one that voted for Nick. Like that was who I thought it was, to be honest, in that moment. See, I thought the opposite. I thought, the th- I thought three voted for Kim and it was going to be Nick going home. Well, vote number five is for Amber. Now there's... Don't know what's going on. Chaos. And eventually Amber goes home, well, to Extinction, um, with five votes, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she, she only needed five. She could have gotten more. Yeah. So what was surprising to me is that, all right, Kim had three, Nick had one, Amber had five. That's nine. So maybe Nick got one more. Maybe Tyson didn't flip on her. But at least Kim did. Either Kim or Tyson flipped on Yeah, Amber. they didn't show the votes, which was weird. Yeah. I wish they would have. Um, but, so she goes to Extinction. She wills her fire token to Rob. Of course. It's a given, but I'm excited about it, because I feel like he's going to, like, be the one at the end with the little emblem next to his name, and it's going to say, like, 27. <laughs> like, for some reason, he's going to have all the, all the fire tokens. Right. And he's going to buy, like, everybody brunch with mimosas or something. Um, I feel so... like there's going to be a more strategic element to them than that, but... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so she was it to him, goes to Natalie at, um... Oh, we should mention, by the way, that part of the extinction menu was advantage in a potential re-entering the game challenge. I don't know why we didn't mention. And and three tokens for an idol. One for an advantage and three for an idol. Yeah, one for an advantage, which is, like, super cool. It's difficult to get, though. Three for an idol, and then five for, um, pizza, wine, yeah. I don't think it was five. I think so. Whatever. This is where the nine and a half times I'm right <laughs> comes into play. I don't think it was five, but continue. So she ends up on Extinction. So we always watch the, like, stay tuned for the next episode. Right. Um, that was pretty good. That person. was actually pretty solid. Yeah. Um, actually, it's stay tuned for the scenes of the next episode because he said scenes. Um, but so we see just more chaos, really. There's not anything like. They're Next very they're, episode wise. They're very clearly me. setting up the Rob's piss because Sandra voted out yeah. his wife thing. It must have been Sandra. And that's a good assumption, to be fair. Um and in a weird way, because going into this, I, I didn't think that it was any way that one of Tony, Sandra, and the Marianos would not get voted out if they especially it being a two hour premiere, they're gonna do two tribals. One of those four was gonna get voted mm-hmm. out and turned out to be Amber. But I honestly think that this couldn't have started better for Rob. Obviously, personally, he would have rather his wife not gotten voted out, but she's still on extinction. She's still there. That lowers his profile because they immediately know that they've already gotten one half out. If they want to go full force and get them both out, then that makes sense. They should have waited until merge. But that's also, maybe you're thinking it's not a good idea for them to both be at extinction because then they can continue to talk about what they're going to do when they come back. Maybe it's better to keep them separate. Mm -hmm. And he's in, I would say... 
the perfect middle ground of he definitely was one of the driving forces of the first vote, him and Parvati were, but not necessarily the main guy. So in terms of his game and, and his success rate of potentially winning the game, I'm not sure it could have gone much better for him. And I think it actually helps him that Amber, it, whoever got voted out first it, between the two of them, it was going to help the other person because that immediately lowers their threat level. His is still yeah. very high, but it's not where it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then we end with, <laughs> shows really the only scene that matters is it must have been Sandra. Right. And then it goes to Amber going to Extinction to meet Natalie. That's where we hear, um, oh, I wish it was my tribe that would have lost. Right. And Which I'm assuming because she wanted to give someone on her tribe an idol, that could not be the case. She's just She could just be mad that her tribe voted her out. She wants someone to... Yeah, I, I think it was more so on a bitter term. Okay. I think it was like, man... Uh, but then again, it might have been Jeremy, so who knows. Um, but you can just see, and like, I, I said this before I even saw Amber meet Natalie on Extinction. I was like, I kind of like that matchup because I just feel like they're going to be very strong on Extinction. I can see Natalie being like, cause Amber's played twice and now granted it was a long time ago and Natalie played once relatively recently and won. But I just feel like that matchup is going to make a very strong, like almost secret alliance to where if even if one of them gets back into the game and not multiples that they're going to learn something from each other and be able to be a stronger player on right. the Right. I mean side. maybe maybe Amber is the person that comes back assuming they do it on the same schedule and they do one like at the merge and then one later on um, in terms of, <clears throat> in terms of people coming back from extinction and maybe this is her wake up call where she realized yeah I didn't do enough and that's why I got voted out and she seems like someone that would be pretty pretty quick to um to adapt but yeah that's where the episode left off it definitely painted this picture of just complete chaos between adam and ben and denise and rob and sandra um and i'm assuming it's only a one hour one hour episode next week uh but in terms of how things started i think it it was definitely a good start in terms of things were well explained we're on the same page we understand the point of the fire tokens mm -hmm. to an extent we don't fully understand how they're supposed to help people get back in the game outside of just the challenges and things like that um but i think you know, having both tribes go to tribal was definitely ideal. Um, this is a great first episode. I'm excited to see kind of yeah. how the rest of the season goes for sure. You got anything else? You good? No. Um, I think I'm good, and we'll see what chaos can occur next week. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.